0: If I could go back, I'd tell my younger self just to be more confident in herself. Not even just talking about finances, but just like being a woman, being an entrepreneur. I think that like lack of confidence in myself held me back, which is why I didn't start my business like three years after I should have started it. Um, so if I could go back and tell her like just take the leap, like you'll be okay, like just do For it. For all women in all
1: careers and yeah. all walks of life, that is so important.
2: Yeah. Welcome to the Build Up Podcast. I'm Priscilla Facey, founder, CEO of Build Up Development Co. And we are talking to inspiring entrepreneurs about their financial past, present and future. Learn the secrets to building wealth and stability from people who were exactly where you are now. Also joining me is Blake Carter, radio host at Flow 93.5. Also joining us today is Vanessa Bowen, founder of Mintworthy Co. She is a money and mindset coach. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. So tell us, I'm so curious about your full story because you went from someone who was swamped in debt to now building this company that really inspires to this help. Is, I need to
1: like get closer and listen because <laughs> I'm, I'm at the swamped in debt level. So <laughs> <laughs> how did we do this? <laughs> yeah, we, we all in
2: there. So tell us, what is your story? How did you get to where you are now?
0: Yeah, so when I started my career, some background, I'm a, I'm a CPA. So I started my career as an accountant thinking, Ooh, you know, I got a good salary, Like I'm good, I don't have to worry about money. And typical fashion, I just spent money. And I just kept spending and kept spending. And at the time when I first started my career, I moved into a condo that I could barely afford and literally lived paycheck to paycheck. And it was probably about almost just after a year in into my career and I was like, wait, like this isn't how I thought it was gonna be. Like, I have a good salary. I shouldn't be struggling. I shouldn't be paycheck to paycheck. But what what was a good salary to you? What is that salary? Well, I started at fifty k, and my mind was good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was my starter salary, and I was like, hey, this is like good in my eyes, right? I hadn't made that much money before, um, but it was the lifestyle. So everything for me at that time was keeping up with the lifestyle. It was you know having the greatest and the latest, and just like portraying as if. Everything's good, but on the inside, financially, I was crumbling.
1: I think and most people are yeah, doing that
0: still. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so it wasn't until, literally, a mentor set me down and she asked me if I had a budget, and I was like, "Oh, what? This this girl? <laughs> the that is word. yeah. That's not my vocabulary. <laughs> I keep hearing this word. Yeah, that's not my vocabulary. And she she was someone I looked up to. She had literally like paid off her house in three years. She had just bought her second investment property. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Let me just sit down and listen. And she was the one who literally showed me how to do a budget. And from then, everything changed. I realized the importance of managing my money. I realized the importance of being connected to my money. But in that, I realized that my relationship with money was
2: what was off. So I didn't even know you could have a relationship with money prior to meeting Vanessa.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true because we don't talk about it, right? We talk about more of like the numbers. We talk about like the debt, like the, the buying the properties, all of that. But we don't talk about the internal. We don't talk about how we see money, how we feel about money. We don't talk about the money stories that create our habits. Like it's the things that go in our mind as to why we're in debt or why we don't take good financial risk. And so, literally, my whole life journey was just learning about me. And as I learned about me, I learned about how that portrayed into my money and what I was or was not doing. So anyway, I sat down with her. (laughs) She told me how to do a budget. I was in the condo. I moved out of the condo. I moved into a basement apartment because I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. And so, I had to sacrifice. I had to learn how to stick and live within my means. And literally within that, paid off the debt, you know, bought a property and just kept going from there.
2: And I think too, I mean, you mentioned that $50,000 a year was your starting salary. You thought that was a good salary, but I think what most people don't do, they don't factor in all the deductions. So you don't take home 50,000. No. You probably take home 34, 35,000. Yeah,
0: exactly. So true. Yeah. We don't think about that. You just see the top number and you're like, oh, I'm good. And it's, it's funny when
1: you make more money, because I know for myself, when I first started radio, I had my salary, 28000 a year was my first salary, which I, was at the time for me, coming from doing random part-time jobs quite a bit. Um, but you, you just like then you get your next job, and I'm making a little bit more money. Now I'm moving to Calgary, and now I'm making 55. Wow, I'm making so much more money. I, can, I started already spending it. Then I'm coming to Toronto, then I get to Toronto, taxes are higher, so my paycheck went up, but I was making what I was making in Calgary. Paying cost of living in Toronto was so much more, and I've just noticed for myself, as I've kept climbing career goals and salary goals, I just keep spending more. Yes, right. It doesn't matter how much they're paying me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. spend it. Right, it's those ingrained habits, right?
0: that's it. It doesn't matter what we make. It's, it's the habits that we have to shift.
1: And so
2: how were your money habits formed and how have they changed?
0: How were they reformed? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of it, like a lot of our habits, is like what we saw. Right. So like, I, like my mom showed me how to save, but it wasn't like, okay, sit down and like, this is what you need to save for. So it's like, it was this back of like, my head type of thing. So my habits, I don't know how like created, who knows, but how I've changed them is really for me was more getting connected to like, what is in my heart that I wanna do? And, and I call them like heart-centered financial goals because that was what it did for me. Like I needed to know, okay, what's one thing you're gonna focus on and structure your finances around that. So when I moved into the basement apartment, my one thing was buy an investment property because I didn't know anyone who had done it. No one in my circle, no one that I knew. And so I said, okay, if I could do this, like I'll just feel invincible.
2: So when you say buy an investment property, you were gonna continue renting where you live, and then just buy a property to rent out. Yeah. And that's so like, I feel like you were like light years ahead because so many people, don't do that. We were just talking about this that no. you always attach buying a property, especially women, with a relationship. Or yes. I'm going to get married and then we're going to buy and a you place live together. You right. don't
1: think I'm going to yeah. just rent it. True. No. Yeah. I'll be
0: honest, why it, for me, investment property one, no one had, had done it that I knew, but also, like, I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. So the thought of buying a house and living in it by myself yeah. was like, hmm, <laughs> 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 then I'm just going to remember that I'm single every day. <laughs> right? I want to shovel my snow and realize I don't have a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of the reason. But but for real, that was that was one of the things that shifted my habits. I had to get so clear on what does Vanessa want that's going to get her focused on her finances. And that's all it was. It was like, I'm just going to buy this property just because I could say I could do it. And to do that, that means I have to live within my means. That means I have to pay off the debt. That means I have to have a budget. And so it was really just like this goal in front of me that helped me to shift my money habits so they can, they then became like second nature. But it was just literally me saying, okay, let's just do this and allow my habits to
1: change in the process. I like that though, like your heart, your heart's under like, pick what it is. I a new I feel desire like, yeah. and then work around it. I and feel it makes like it's so important. Because you're going
2: to work towards that because that's really yeah. what's going to motivate you. Yeah. Right? And for everyone, it's going to be different. Like for me, I want to be able to, January to March, escape this treacherous winter <laughs> in Toronto and like go somewhere else. But you got to have enough money to carry, you know, your life and everything else in order to do that. So, yeah, that's definitely a factor.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what's missing sometimes, like our financial goals. Sometimes people will choose what their parents say should be a financial goal or what their friends are saying, oh, you should save for, you know, a house or you should whatever. But if your goal is to live you know, somewhere else for three months, like that's your goal. Yeah. But we're too busy trying to <laughs> pick other people's goals and make them yes. ours sometimes.
2: Yeah. And that can definitely throw you off track. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, I guess, what you do with your clients. <laughs> how you even got to the point of making this, like, a, a business?
0: Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, look, honestly, I just, it started with my mentor. She taught me and then I just was blabber about what she was teaching me to other people.
1: Like, everyone we, needs to hear us. Yes,
0: yeah. and it was mainly other women. And realizing that the, the women in my circle were just as clueless they were in debt, they had no idea. They were like me living in that false pretense that like you have to have a partner to be financially secure. And so I was just helping them and then it just became a passion and it just became a bigger passion and a bigger passion and my career as a CPA was moving. So I was in this limbo state because you know, you spent all this money to become an accountant, like it's a good secure job. So I went through all of that but realized that my heart told me this is what I was meant to do. And so that's kind of how I led into starting Mittworthy, but it didn't start out with the mindset and the financial strategy. At first it was just financial strategy because that was more of what I was focused on. But as I said earlier, my journey made me uncover my relationship with money and then talking to my clients, I was uncovering their relationship with money. And that's how this whole mindset piece came in. And so I became super fascinated and then got into becoming an NLP practitioner. That's another story. But I just was fascinated with how our mind creates our habits and our actions, and that spills out into our financial life. And so going back to your question, What I do for my clients is it's holistic, I say. Like, we focus on your mindset with money. We uncover your money blocks. What are those deep-rooted subconscious thoughts that are creating your habits, creating your relationship with money, shifting those first? Because if we don't shift those and I just teach you, like, how to strategize and how to be better for your money, those old ways of being are going to come back. And you're just gonna slip back into the same spot so I'm all about shifting the mindset first and like changing their relationship with money and then I teach them the strategies of like budgeting getting out of debt saving etc building that like trajectory building that plan and then they can actually do the plan because their relationship to money and to
1: themselves has changed it's funny listening to you talk about this because it also sounds like when you're working with a trainer or like someone to do with your dietitian and stuff, because it's the same thing. It's, it's really with everything in life, your mindset on whatever that is, whether it's your eating, your fitness, mm-hmm. your your money, you have to have healthy relationships towards those things 100%. to get your goals.
0: So true, so true, yeah.
1: Is there So is there a point where you can help someone shift their mindset, okay, and now they're in a better mindset, The relationship is better, and now they're good, and now for the rest of your life, you're just set. I wish. <laughs> Then I'd probably be a billionaire, and we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: the thing is, with like, anything with your mindset, like it's a forever process. Just like being healthy. It's not like you just go and you eat you know, your vegetables and you work out for a week and you're good. It's a lifestyle. lifestyle. So yeah, shifting your mindset is a lifestyle. I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: better money than the
0: rest of my life. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because what happens, and I, I will say this from my own life experience, what happens is you, you overcome a block in one phase of your life. And then you get to another, li- another level of life and there's more blocks. So as you progress, your mindset progresses, but also what you're going through in life shifts. So you have different mindset beliefs around what you're going through at that time. So it's all almost like using the tools as you keep progressing in life, but it's tools to shift your mindset. But every time you're going through something in life, your mindset's going through something else. And it's like, okay, let that block sit down, get to another level. Okay, here's another block. Work through that, let that sit sit down. So it is like a lifestyle thing. Yeah.
1: Do you have for people who are like struggling with their finances or managing a budget or anything, like three things like right off the bat, three lifestyle changes they need to make right away to start getting on track?
0: Yeah, one have a budget. I'm so one, big cool. on having a budget.
1: <laughs> it's like my thing.
0: <laughs> you just you have to because If you don't track your money, if you don't tell your money where to go, which that's what your budget's doing. It's telling your money where to go, where to sit down. If you're not telling your money where to go, it's gonna go wherever it wants to go. And so it's controlling you instead of you controlling your money. So budget number one, but also I'm big on having what I call money dates. Yes, and you have a glass of wine and you make it a date. (laughs) But it is that point of like sitting down because like we set our financial goals and then that's it, right? We set them at the beginning of the year and it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but we don't track. We don't actually like sit down and see how we're doing. We don't track our spending against the budget. So those money dates are like those check-ins to see how am I doing? How am I progressing? Am I doing the things that I said I was gonna do? Just like any type of like shift in your fitness. You don't say I'm gonna lose 10 pounds and then never go back on the scale. Yeah,
2: true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all like that. And it's funny, um, cause I, three years ago started working with a financial planner. Mm -hmm. So not an advisor, but a planner that just helps you plan your whole like life plan with money. And um, we have dates every month. And so every month I get the reminder two days ahead and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I have QuickBooks and I have um, something called mint, Yes. yes, mint.com. So she has access to see everything. And literally we get on the phone and she's like, you are under budget on here, but you're a little bit over here. And she kind of just goes through everything with me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this month I had a couple more meetings late. We ordered takeout a few more, you know, nights than usual, but it keeps you kind of on track and it really helps me to be informed. Okay. The last few months I've been eating out way too much. I'm going to like make a better effort to buy groceries and cook at home or whatever that's going to be, you know? Um, and so those money dates, and I literally, I shape up two days ahead. <laughs> get everything organized, okay, go. And she also, which is really great for entrepreneurs, it helps you understand your cash flow, yes. right? Because if you have your own business, you don't get a regular bi-weekly yes. paycheck, okay. You know what, for your expenses, you're gonna need $20,000 over the next three months. You've only got 10,000 coming in. You gotta go find another 10 grand. Oh my gosh, yes, go, you know? So it helps you focus that way as well. Yeah, so like the money date thing is so critical because yeah, I was flying off date. track yeah. while you're Two building relationship. You're <laughs> yeah, there your relationship. You're your finances. You go. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. love that, <laughs> your finances, yes. <laughs> so where, where do you see yourself in the next, you know, five to 10 years? Like where do you see yourself in your business?
0: Great question.
2: My vision is just to see women
0: stand up when it comes to their finances. Like I just want women to feel confident. I want them to stop hiding. I want them to stop playing small, not going after their dreams because of the size of their bank account. So that vision for me, like five, 10 years from now, is to literally see Mittworthy become like this community, this move, movement of women doing just that, women who are not afraid to talk about finances like are just bold and brave when it comes to that area of their life. So that's the vision. We will get there.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say? I mean, you offer so many things. You offer one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. You also do uh mastermind
0: group coaching. Yeah. Which is kind of like the mastermind bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, um, and so women can come to you if they've got, you know, anyone who's just not where they want to be period. Yeah. And there's probably blocks in there that you're going to unlock. Yes. Got
0: it. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) um,
2: Okay. Well, what is your advice for your younger self? What were some things you wish you knew back then? I
0: I think if, if I could go back, I'd tell my younger self just to be more confident in herself. I think especially not even just talking about finances, but just like being a woman, being an entrepreneur, I think that like lack of confidence in myself held me back which is why I didn't start my business like 3 years after I should have started it um so if I could go back and tell her like just take the leap like you'll be okay like just do for it for all women in
1: all careers and yeah. all walks of life that is so important yeah
0: cuz we definitely
1: hold ourselves back yes. thinking we can't we can't do this or it's unattainable time. or I need this much more money to yes. do that, or when I get that much money, I can do it. And you just waste so much time. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to the
2: mindset, right? Like if you just shift the mindset, and I know you like to talk so much of, use the word abundance, yes. <laughs> because it's all there, it's all possible. You just have to yeah. go and get it. Right? 100%. So, well, thank you so much for, for joining having us me. today. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, And for more must-have financial knowledge, we are on Instagram, at buildupdevco, and on Clubhouse, we are the Real Estate Wealth Club. See you soon.